Hey, everybody. Welcome to Season 7 of Clinical Populations. Just a quick note before we get started. This season will be our last season. So thank you guys for listening and coming with us on the journey. Enjoy the episode. Clinical. 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 Population. Population. Clinical. Population. Population. Clinical. Population. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name's Gabby. I'm John. And I'm Grant. And welcome to Clinical Populations. Introduce music therapists to new bops and new bops to music therapy. Season seven. Season seven. Woo! Man. Started from the bottom, now we're here. (laughs) Started from zero, now we're seven. (laughs) Yup. Are there like birthdays for podcasts though? Is it by season or is it by year? Because our seasons have changed so much. I think by season. Yeah, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're seven. Look how much we've grown. So we're seven in podcast years, not in calendar. Seven in- years. <laughs> <laughs> yes got it i think that's how it works okay <laughs> works yeah. for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> how's everyone doing pretty good you know <laughs> making it through the pandemic fun times my my usps covid tests are supposed to come in my mail today i just okay. got a notification so hey get it. yep Yep, yep. This morning I was working on like a with a subcontract that I have mm-hmm. with children ages four to seven. So if my voice is a little shot during this episode, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. It's all good. It's also like you have to I mean, at least I have to sing in like higher keys than I'm used to just because of like the vocal range of kids. Yeah. It's just hard. It's hard. It's hard for me. <laughs> I think there's just an energy level that you have to have with children that is also a factor in that. Yeah. It's like a completely different timbre and aesthetic and just like the character yeah. of a voice when you're working with kids as opposed to working with teenagers and adults <laughs> very different you know you, you go from your hosting a kids show like blues clues or Dora the explorer to very much like talk radio like it's a very it's a different <laughs> vibe of energy yeah. <laughs> um, and it's you know and everybody has like what they're more comfortable with or like how they can like fluently like go in between those different ones. And sometimes it's a, it's a rough transition. Like it's, yeah, I get you. Speaking of transitions. What a good one. (laughs) (laughs) 
speaking of transitions, should we transition to our first song of the season? Sounds good. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So for the first episode of season seven, we are going to listen to Seeking a Friend in L.A. by Aaron Lee Jesserin. Enjoy. When are you free? I haven't seen you since last fall. My shift starts at three and I can't do August at all. Maybe September, if I can remember the date. I'm the befriender, seeking a friend in L.A. All of my friends have gone out to live their best lives. I'm in my bed by 10 or 11. I feel offended, no invite extended to play When work has ended, I'm seeking a friend in L.A. My phone to my ear, it might be a faulty was seeking a friend in LA what did you guys think really resonates with me as far as just adulthood and trying to navigate that and for me I haven't you know lived in LA specifically but I just know that I don't have the same like relationships and the easiness of relationships like I had like when I was in college I have to work a lot harder for that now so I felt that in the song it was like a almost a plea in his voice for like a friend be my anyone? friend anyone um <laughs> uh, yeah i can echo all of those sentiments and it's interesting having lived and worked in la like knowing how how much this resonates i think in particular especially in music fields or in arts related fields you know there is a lot of that that's also involved in the entertainment industry in los angeles in the la area so there is that strange sense of like maybe it's transient is the word i'm looking for um of a vibe where everybody like it's kind of coming and going and putting down roots can be really difficult and establishing those long-term relationships Mm -hmm. which is another thing that happens in adulthood of particularly in music therapy like if you move for an internship like going to a completely 
place for six months, how that can be really difficult, especially if you don't know anybody there Mm -hmm. and the, you know, amount of effort it takes to make meaningful relationships that are probably outside of like a working environment, like establishing a friendship. Mm -hmm. But then too, if you move for a job, that same process happens and who knows how often people may change jobs or go to another stage in their career where it does feel like you pull out two calendars, (laughs) August is off the map. Like we can't do August. That's terrible. (laughs) You know, or Hey, finals ends this week. What time does your break line up when you have summer for work? And then trying to, and it it does feel like a constant, (laughs) maybe a, a juggling of different things and schedules to line up. So definitely I feel like the song captures that and expresses that sentiment really well. I literally just went through verse one with some of my friends from high school of we try to meet up every couple months and it ends up being about every 15 months that we get together and finally find a time that, you know, works for everybody. Yeah. That, that brings to mind, I don't know, like after college, the goal is to get a job, right? You're supposed, you know, you've spent all this time studying whatever. And like, now it's your time to make it in the world. But when you're on the grinds, it's just, you get so busy because you're focusing on trying to provide for yourself and whatnot, or like your family, if you have one, and then it just becomes isolating. So it's like, you're doing what the world tells you to do, mm-hmm. but then you can't even hang out in the world, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So just like how busyness mm-hmm. can get isolating is what it brought to mind. Yeah, and I said like the easiness of friendships earlier, but that I think that, you know, college, that time, high school, college is a time to like really focus on making relationships. And there's kind of a a built in, you know, place at college and in classes and in, you know, that sort of community to build relationships. And then that changes, you know, you leave that communal living and you know, you go out and you got to put a little more effort into maintaining those friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right. There's definitely an ease and convenience to those stages in life. Cause when you're, you know, going through middle school, high school, you're probably living in the same town and mm-hmm. same neighborhood as all those people. And then when you're in college, if you're living on campus or attending, all of that stuff is right there. So everything is usually in that same spot but when it comes to working you know if you do move there's that one major transition but even then everybody who's coming in to an to a space where they're doing a job has a different perspective of how they want to engage with that relationship and it's not all dedicated necessarily around that so i think especially to when things something as intimate as art space work right where you can bring in your personal life into it trying to navigate what that boundary is can be really tricky and for a lot of people a lot of energy and work too so that yeah that convenience part definitely shifts and is probably lost as you get older and then also too knowing that all relationships take some kind of some kind of work and it depends on what kind of work you can give to that type of relationship and how that can just be navigated. And I think that's a really 
it's just a tricky thing that happens as you grow older. Yeah. I think it's also what the other person has the capacity to bring in also. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you're both coming into a potential friendship, but your capacity to invest is different, you know, like it can be an interesting thing to navigate. But I also think that the song brings, like it's talking about the difficulty, but there's also still at this stage a need for friendship and that social component. You know, it's not just talking about how hard it is and I don't need friends anymore. And, you know, I'm a grown up and an adult now. I'm grumpy. But like there is still that need, you know, for friendship yeah. and socialization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even in the lyrics, right, they talk about the phrase, I feel offended, no invite extended to play type of thing. And, you know, we we hear that that trope maybe of, yeah, I wasn't going to go, but it would have been nice to be invited. Type oh, of thing. Yeah. And, it, and it's, but I think there's so much truth in that where it's, you still are invested in that type of connection and you want to have that type of connection. And even if you don't necessarily have the bandwidth for it to know that you're still thought of in that mm-hmm. sense and i think that line really captures what you're talking about john where it's yeah it's work yeah some of the stuff doesn't necessarily feel as easy anymore but the human desires to be connected with somebody else right we want to have that yeah. connection we want to have those relationships so yeah so aaron sent us a little bit um of a blurb about what the song actually is about which we've basically talked about but i'm gonna read it anyways so aaron said seeking a friend in la was inspired by a conversation i had with a friend who said we're all just looking for a friend in la man that and i really wanted to write a song that made a lyric out of the internet slang living their best life It was written during the same period as Tell Me What For, a period wherein I was wondering why there aren't more platonic love songs out there. Platonic love song. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Yeah. That's really true, though. Like, there aren't very many songs about looking for friends and Mm -hmm. wanting friends. There's a lot of songs about looking for a partner looking for like a relationship more intimate relationship but Mm, like a friendship platonic friendship is like yeah i mean i feel like there are songs about friendships but not about Mm -hmm. songs searching for friendships which is a really relatable topic so i don't understand why (laughs) there aren't more songs about this all right songwriting challenge (laughs) here we go but that is an interesting perspective though right because when you think about it, a lot of our most long-term intimate relationships are with friends, mm-hmm. right? You know, people probably have friends that they've known for decades and friends that they've known longer than they've probably known their partners or yeah. people that they choose into those type of romantic relationships with. So it is really strange that there aren't as many well-known songs, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, yeah. celebrating friendships and those type of relationships. Mm-hmm. And I like what he talks about that he wanted to incorporate that living your best life internet slang into a song. Cause I think, and that kind of really resonated with me that I know I get stuck on social media, looking at everybody living their best life and, you know, everything looks so perfect and my life, you know, is difficult sometimes and not perfect because I'm seeing all of it. Um, But I just kind of took the moment to like flip that question around on myself and be like, well, what, 
what do I need to live my best life? Like what ingredients need to go in that soup, you know, of living my best life. And then, you know, thinking about how to incorporate those elements into my life and apply them. Mm. I think it'd be a nice process to work through, you know, maybe in a group. Mm -hmm. You know, and two ideas came to mind as you were talking about that, John, one is, using the word best, right, doesn't necessarily align with perfect. Mm-hmm. So you can still acknowledge the fact that there are some things that may not be what you want and still how you can make the best of those circumstances and be able to fully hold both of those things. Even if something is the best, it can still have challenges and still be things that maybe you don't necessarily wish were happening. But at the same time, you can really think about just how complex that can be and not have to brush something away under the guise of toxic positivity in terms of perfection in that sense. And then the other thing that came to mind is, especially when we talk about social media, it's the way in which we curate our lives and how we choose to show and share Mm -hmm. things. And now I wonder a little bit more about what is that like in a therapy space? Like, what do we curate when we talk to our therapist or when we're engaging in therapeutic work? What are we leaving out for the sake of what we want to acknowledge and want to or what we think needs to be worked through or addressed and what is that from the perspective of a clinician or as somebody who's participating like for the service like what am I curating in this space and is that necessarily what needs to be showcased and just kind of the thought process behind that yeah Mm. it goes grand I know. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> I was just rolling with what you gave me. I didn't have that thought process or like was fully considering that until you shared your idea. And I was like, oh, let's roll with this. Let's take this to no, the next good. level. It's good. Or to it's another good. Place. Yeah, it's a good word. Uh, because we do curate our lives and even in our friendships, like there's, you know, a certain level that you put forward mm-hmm. um, and what you show versus what all's there. And so that that's definitely true of a therapeutic relationship too. Yeah. I remember one time I was talking to a therapist kind of similar to about how, you know, what face you want to show. And I was using kind of the metaphor of like, like a hexagon or, you know, some shape that has like a couple more than four or five sides. Right. And so it's like, when you know we're with certain groups of people like we like you're still the same shape but like you'll shift just to show one face or one side Mm -hmm. because like that's what they know but there are all these other facets and other sides of you that I mean you might not share because I don't know it's not the setting or that maybe you're afraid to share like and so you know sometimes you're able to combine combine the sides and like share the different faces of you but it's not often that you find a group or a place where you can share all facets of you mm-hmm. yeah which might actually be a cool like multimodal experience to go along with this song yeah yeah having like a piece of paper and drawing a shape on it and then where are these different facets of you or even a mandala 
like <laughs> you know yeah. yeah yeah you know like as you talk about that i think about what does it mean to like why are there sides and like if you didn't have sides what that would be and then it's like a hexagon to a circle like that's like the, the, the shape yeah. situation that like comes to my <laughs> mind um so you know i mean there's also like so many other ways to represent that too but i don't know i don't know like i have thoughts formulating in my mind but they're not fully formed yet (laughs) not quite there yeah same but i do like that 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 multimodal component to it that there's like a visual Mm -hmm. to kind of describe you know what we're talking about i think it's a really great analogy Another multimodal thing I was thinking of, not related to the shapes in your best or, or your best life, was at the end of the song, he says, write me a letter or, yeah, write me a letter seeking your friend in LA. And so throughout the song, he's talking about different forms of communication, right? All friends have gone out to live their best lives, which you'll see on like social media. So that's like a form of communication. And then like phone to my ear might be a faulted connection phone and then letter is like a much older form of communication it also takes a longer time to write a letter which makes me think of think of like yeah forming a friendship also takes a long time but i i've i've done or i've facilitated some music therapy experiences in which we listen to a song and then we also write a letter as well so it could be to yourself in the past or to someone you're struggling in a relationship with and you don't necessarily have to send it but just the catharsis of writing out a letter because I I feel like we don't spend time doing that anymore no one really writes letters it's all emails or texts so I think it would be cool for a multimodal element so this song would be to write a letter to a friend you haven't seen in a while that maybe you miss and again, you don't necessarily have to send it, but yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be a cool experience. Yeah, I like that because even if you don't send it, it's time, intentional time spent thinking about that relationship that you've had and thinking about you know relationships that are in your life, but also, you know, providing an opportunity for them to do an action to move towards, you know, making some of those connections of here's a letter that you could send, you know, and start that connection again, mm-hmm. that friendship. Yeah, and even doing it as like a voice memo or voicemail type mm-hmm. of thing. Cause I know in, also in that verse too, there is the, <laughs> like you have reached oh, and, yeah. like, the phone yeah, sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, you know, <laughs> just if you could leave a voicemail to that person, you know, or like if you called this person and you got that voicemail, what would you want to say? Like what message would you want to give them and be able to also have that as another way to do it. And then, you know, getting a chance to also listen back to that message that you're sharing and then think about the ways in which it can be received. And it's like, Oh, you know, and just keep it. Cause I think that's another thing too. Like when you hear yourself say something, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> It's just, I don't know. I think it's a different way to help process and understand what's going on. Going along with the phone thing, I really enjoyed the section in the song where it crackles. Like he, he, he adds on that effect to, you know, play with his voice a little bit. And I really like doing that as well. 
in sessions. Like it's, this isn't directly related to friendship, but just using different effects on voices and having clients just play with their voices. (laughs) I started a rock band where I work with a couple of my clients and one of them like realized that when he spoke in the microphone, we were using an amp that had some early built-in effects in it. Like he realized I put some reverb on it and he's like, whoa, that like, that sounds different. That's so funny. And he was just like playing like, hello, hello, hello with it. And then I was like, oh, if you think that's fun, press this button. And so he was just having the time of his life, just like pressing different buttons and exploring his voice. And it's just so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, I like when we add in or when artists add in non-musical, I'll put that in air quotes, like components to their songs. I don't know, the example that's coming to mind is like Adele's new album where there's like voice recordings. Oh, yeah. Um, of her that's like in the song. And I think it just adds like such a different. Yeah, yeah. Like in that, it just feels so intimate in like Adele's song. And I think in this, it just like really emphasizes that disconnect of like, I'm trying to leave a voicemail and it's you know, faulty connection. After they've taken those non-musical elements and adding them into the song just can really change. And I don't necessarily think about that as a musician of taking those non-musical elements and putting them into a song. I think about all the musical elements, but yeah, just taking things. Maybe instead of like non-musical, it's more just like audio elements. Yeah. 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 And think also too, just a different way of understanding the aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. So even when I think about that Adele song in particular, there's still a very, like there's a uniqueness that makes it very clear that like, oh, this is Adele's voice, right? And talking and just like, there are musical qualities there that are evident. And also too, like even within like this song, for example, like there is <laughs> the specific tones and pitches that align up and like, and we all recognize them because it's almost a universal experience. Like mm-hmm. you call somebody's phone number, you get that. So maybe that's another thing too, to like throw in there, particularly when it comes to like the messages and thoughts you can do with this experience. Right. Or like in response to the song, like what, what else is needed to really showcase and highlight this point? Like, how do I really make this clear that this is my desire for connection and that, that I'm yearning for it. And does that, can that be done with traditional instrumentation? Mm. Does it need to be something else? Like, how do we, I mean, so many songs have done that, right? How do we sonically enhance like mm-hmm. the writing already? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also that Adele song, if everyone is wondering what it is, it's called my little love. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm also thinking about, you know, when driver's license came out last year. Oh yeah. The beginning of it ding, they, ding, ding, and it's just like, it's, it's the beginning of like <laughs> yeah, the car sounds. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And, but it, it adds so much to that song where it's like, Oh, learning how to drive. Like this is something that like we did. And now like the reality of being inside this car, like it just, it makes the song very much, it sounds more personal mm-hmm. and connected and it helps drive that point home. Right. Drive. So yeah. <laughs> Pun not intended, but appreciate it. Um, and that's also a not platonic love song either. It's a learning the love lost one. But, you know, it's those things too where, yeah, they're just different ways that we can make our songs and our musical pieces just really highlight and showcase what we mean. And 
that may not be with a guitar piano mm-hmm. and voice that might yeah. be you know dropping your keys or <laughs> popping popcorn like things that mean a lot to you like within those aspects of like a friendship or relationship and those activities just different ways to think mm-hmm. about it I feel like Aaron also kind of does that a little bit at the end I love the end of the song because it there's just that extended chord that I feel like he holds out just a little too long and then he just <sighs> just that sigh of like okay I want to keep this chord I'm gonna hold it down I've sung this song where's my friend where's my friend <laughs> Okay. I give you a song, give me a friend. But it's that sigh that like we've all sighed before and it like connects you to that emotion that he's feeling right. in that moment. Yeah. Man. Well, speaking of the end. Man, I'm just killing it with the transitions right now. <laughs> Kudos to you, Gabby. Kudos. Uh speaking of the end, we're gonna wrap up this episode. Thank you, Aaron, for sharing with us your awesome song. If you guys want to listen to his music, you can also actually listen and download for free at AaronLeeJesserun.bandcamp.com or on whatever streaming platform uh, of your choice. And you can also find him on Instagram at AaronLeeJesserun. And then he also has a new album or EP called Demo Listen Derby 2020 Volume 3 that you can also find on Bandcamp. We will have all of that in the show notes. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to us talk about stuff. <laughs> and we will round it out by listening to Seeking a Friend in LA by Aaron Lee Jesserun. Enjoy. Bye. 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 When are you free? I haven't seen you since last fall My shift starts at three And I can't do August at all Maybe September if I can remember the date I'm the befriender Write me a